Good morning from Skift. Thank you for joining us today for Travel's Path Forward, Loyalty. This discussion today is a part of Skift's series of virtual webinars that we are hosting as a rapid response of tactical ideas, analysis, and resilience to the industry as it responds to the coronavirus challenge. We'd like to thank all of our incredible speakers today for sharing their time and perspectives. We'd also like to thank Salesforce and ICF Next for being today's sponsors. Before our sessions begin, we wanted to let all of you know that Skift Global Forum, the flagship global conference on the business of travel, will take place as an online global conference this year on September 21st through 23rd, live at the US Eastern time zone, and then on demand the next day to view anytime. This year, we'll have our doors wide open policy for the industry that needs it, and our ticket pricing reflects our effort to make it affordable for the widest possible industry participation. Uh, this conversation will feature the Point Sky founder and CEO, Brian Kelly, in conversation with Skift Senior Aviation Business Editor, Brian Summers. All right. Uh, thank you for doing this, Brian. It's great to see you. I just want to start with something that I think is very important. Your home shot is tremendous. I really? know how hard it is to set it up. I worked pretty hard on this and it's nothing compared to yours. So whatever you're doing there, it's working very well. Well, I have two humongous ring lights, like two feet from my face. Cause you know, lighting is everything, but uh, yeah, it's amazing. Thank how you. Much everything That's a big has... compliment in 2020. Yeah. It's amazing how much everything has changed. And you're telling uh, me. You know, uh, we, we, we did a few years ago, we did this in person. Um, so anyways, uh, thank you for the time this morning. Um, I wanted to start a little bit by asking about uh, your own business because we see you as a loyalty expert and you certainly are, but the Point Sky is also part of this ecosystem. Um, we know that you've historically made some pretty big money on referral fees, which is great. Um, how is the Point Sky's business now? Because I think it's a pretty good barometer for how the rest of the industry is doing. Yeah, I mean, it's for sure challenged. Uh... We, you know, are in the business of credit cards, especially travel premium credit cards and uh, no one's traveling. And, you know, the credit card companies right now are really challenged. You know, the risk models that they've had for years are out the window, right? When we potentially were going to hit 25% unemployment, um, you know, furloughs still happening. Uh, even in the travel industry, we don't know whether CARES is going to be renewed. There's so many uncertain things in the marketplace. So, Clearly, uh, there's just not a lot of consumer demand for new credit cards and uh, certainly not an appetite from the credit card company. So we certainly still have our partnerships. People are still getting credit cards, but uh, we've been flipped on our head for sure. Uh, even personally, you know, I, I'm, I think the biggest spokesperson for travel, I think it makes the world a better place. I started traveling a little bit uh, to Antigua a couple weeks ago. But, uh, you know, fundamentally, I've, I've had this existential questioning of like, what is my role right now where I, I firmly do want people to travel safely and I do believe in education, but just looking at the, the numbers of what's happening in the United States is, is, uh, is crazy. And, do, you know, what part of you, you know, this is a, so anyway, yeah, things are, things are, things are tough, but luckily we're owned by Red Ventures, which is a very profitable private firm. We've got actually a lot of different business units from healthcare to home services that are doing great. So luckily being a part of a conglomerate has its perks where we haven't had to do any mass layoffs or, and, and hopefully won't have to. Great. Um, so when we started this program this morning, a few hours ago, I asked uh, Luke at United a similar question about credit card signups because that's such an important part of loyalty. I asked if the airline is worried about the future signups being down. And he said, look, there is nothing as aspirational as that business class 
long haul ticket. I mean, do you think that there's going to be a shift in the credit card industry so people get more excited about getting maybe an Apple credit card? Or is there just something about travel that as soon as it comes back, the business is going to snap back and people are going to want these travel rewards cards? Yeah, the business will definitely snap back. Uh, you know, the economy's in a long road right now. We don't, it's, the economy's not going to snap back, I think, as quickly. And, and people want to save money. They want value. So I, I do believe in the long term, you know, travel comeback. Um, it could be a while, though. And I do think it's important for loyalty programs, you know, especially airlines. People may not be traveling for the next 18 months. So how do you engage your consumer? Uh, we've seen credit card companies do it, you know, instead of travel, you know, now you can earn on streaming and your phone bill. Those are, I think the industry's done an okay job at stopgap measures. You know, Chase offered 5X points on the Sapphire Reserve on groceries till June 30th, 2020. Um, so I think there needs to be a lot more and, and make a lot more, uh, a lot less friction on redemption and different redemption opportunities. Uh, I'd love to see an airline team up with an RV share, you know, come up with some clever partnerships um, because people's travel is dramatically different now and in the next three months than it was six months ago. So I think loyalty programs, the onus is on them to create compelling ways for people to continue to redeem without stepping on a plane. And what about when it comes to, to bonus miles? A lot of these cards have three or five times bonus miles. If you spend on travel, people aren't spending as much on travel. You mentioned groceries before, but if you were advising um, a credit card company and maybe you are, what bonus categories do you think would make these cards a little bit more sticky, a little bit more enticing to your readers? Well, I think the issue here, it's not like I'm getting 5X. I went in my United app and it's 5X points, AA, and 7X. I mean, there's bonus points all over the place, but you're in a currency that has little to no use, you know, for me right now, I've got a ton of points and a lot of people already have points and they're not going to be using them. So to me, it's not much about enticing people with more and pumping the system with more ways to earn. It's really about redemption. And I'd really like to see some more innovation on and cool partnerships um you know even around using your your points to create an airline or hotel experience you know at home some airlines have you know hyatt has done a meditation partnership so you can meditate at home and think about what it's like to be in a park hyatt suite but i, I think programs should be going a step further um on the redemption side because you can offer as much bonus but it, it just starts glazing over. The whole point of bonus miles being amazing is that you can redeem them to go to Tel Aviv or Buenos Aires or you know, Palm Springs, but today it's just not happening. So I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, like airlines, and, and some airlines are doing better than others with just shoring up uh, consumer confidence in travel. Certainly I think our federal government should be doing a much bigger job at you know, mandating face masks and penalties. So. There's so many other things that need to happen. It's, you know, the uh, just encouraging consumers to bulk up on more points is not strategic, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, uh, people have made the joke before about Delta Sky Miles being Delta Sky Pesos. I won't explain exactly why. Um, but as you mentioned, there's a lot of currency being pumped into the system right now. Uh, this is not that different than any other currency. Uh, do you worry about inflation? Absolutely. I mean, it's just a simple economics. Um, you know, what are people, 
using these points for? Um, because there's not many compelling ways. I mean, I really would have loved to see the airlines and hotels, you know, and Black Lives Matter, social, you know, that's what's going on in the world right now. That's what so many people are interested in and creating ways to donate your miles to social justice organizations. You know, we did a report on it, and it's very few ways to actually redeem your miles for charity. Certainly, you know, United did roll out a really unique program, kind of crowd uh, fundraising for, for miles last fall, which um, I thought was great. But let's double down on that. Let's figure out ways, look at what's going on in the world today uh, and be a part of that conversation um, because travel, we all know, I mean, what we, we peaked at around 700,000 TSA uh, screen passengers this past week. We're now down in the fives. It's going to be a long slog till we get back to having the public restored faith in travel, especially with the virus out of control. So really, I'd love to just see some more um, innovative ways to keep people engaged, um, not just on earning, but on the redemption side as well. Just in case Mark Nasser of Air Canada is still listening, he would want me to say that you can donate uh, miles to charity with Air Canada. And I will give Air Canada, so I, I uh, am a spokesperson for Rainbow Railroad. We uh, donate, uh, you can donate your miles directly from Air Canada, and we help LGBTQ people around the world um, escape persecution, and, and Air Canada has been an amazing partner, so thank you. Great. So uh, I wanted to shift a little bit and ask you about the actual flying and elite status. Uh, Brian, I think you're a lot like me, although even more intense. Uh, I have done so many irrational things in the last few years, not to get miles, but to get elite status. Um, do you think that world is coming back? Or do you think the fact that we will all go a year or two with either no travel or limited travel will make us think much more rationally about travel? And dare I say it, we'll just buy whatever ticket works best for us. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's an existential threat. You know, the, the allure of elite status is in a jam-packed airport, you've got your lounge and your oasis and you're taken care of when, you know, jam-packed flights back-to-back -back get delayed and you're going to be put on the next flight out. That's not happening. You know, I, I, I went to a lounge at LAX a couple weeks ago and it's, I mean, it's sad. You, it's a granola bar and a cup of coffee from the bar, um, which I totally understand and I'm not, I'm not putting that down, but you know, paying $550 for lounge access to a, an empty room with granola bars is a tough sell. And, you know, am I going to spend an extra couple thousand to get uh, elite upgrades when, frankly, I can't visit most countries in the world? Now, clearly, hopefully, that will change, but um, I'm not sweating about elite status, uh, especially since they've all been rolled over. Also, boarding the plane. I, you know, I flew United and paid Polaris from LA to Newark. And, you know, you board last, uh, even in, for, even in business class, I understand it's different on different routes, but the, the days that I flew didn't matter if you were in Polaris, you board last. Um, it doesn't really matter in business class because I had overhead space anyway, and the plane wasn't packed, but those are perks. That's the reason why people will do irrational things like mileage run, uh, tier point run to get, to get points. So I do think airlines, they've done a great job at extending kicking the ball down the road, but um, you know, if, if travel doesn't come back and it's not as crazy and stressful as it was, uh, I think the, the value of elite status will diminish. It's, you know. And it's also such a weird thing. I mean, I follow you very closely on social media, so I know that you fly JetBlue sometimes. They don't play as many games. You pay for a service and you get it. 
Do you sometimes feel better when you fly JetBlue and you don't have to think about status and things like that? Well, what JetBlue does really, really well is the service and the product. Uh, I love Mint. And actually, today's news about JetBlue and American Airlines' new partnership is extremely exciting. Uh, more loyalty perks. Um, I think AA has done a great job. I don't know if Bridget's on the call, but I'm still mourning the loss of her leaving American. Um, but uh, but JetBlue delivers on high-speed free Wi-Fi, Cheez-Its for free for everyone, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and a suite in business class for a reasonable price. I love to reward companies like that, even if I don't have the lounge. Um, so, so yeah, the the uh, the allure of a big three elite status to give you all these extra perks that are being eroded by coronavirus, um, by the process that you know of, of boarding and, and everything, you know, the new standards and lounges, it is something they're going to have to think about. Maybe especially with capacity down for a while, part of elite status is, and actually one of our own writers, Summer Hole, turned down a first class upgrade to get a blocked row in coach. And maybe that's the new first class upgrade. And I'd love to see an airline give the option on your, you know, elite passengers can choose empty rows. Do you want empty row or a moderately bigger seat right next to someone? I think a lot of people would choose the empty row. In fact, there's a really lively discussion in our communities at the point sky about that. Um, so that's the type of innovation and that's the type of stuff I'm sure the loyalty programs are thinking about, but um, we haven't seen any real uh, innovation. I think clearly we're all hoping that travel kicks back soon, but I think we all got to embrace the fact that it's not. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's sad, but true. I was telling Luke earlier that there's no amount of bonus miles that's going to get me on an airplane. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, a lot of these programs were founded as many as 40 years ago. And um, I mean, dare I say, I, I won't say that they got screwed up, but it just seemed like every year a new executive team would come in and they would keep the bones of the 1982 program, but they would add more and more complexity. It's very hard to understand what you need to do to win in these programs. Would you like to see some of these airlines use this crisis to kind of rethink these programs and maybe simplify them? Yes. Or you like complicated things, no, don't you? No, no. No, there's simplify. arbitrage there, uh, look, there, there, No, and, I, and what I'm not saying is go to a peg. Let's just base every you know airline mile at one cent and call it a day. No, no, no. I mean, I still think there needs to be value and aspiration. And if not, people are just going to get cash back credit cards. I mean, that's what I'm starting to recommend to people as I'm up to my gills and points that I'm probably not going to use. You know, 2% cash back on a no annual fee card is looking pretty enticing. So if the loyalty programs don't start giving me that flexibility, uh, that's a very real possibility. I will say I, I love Luke and United and I'm gonna hit 1K for the first time ever this year and not through What a, a weird challenge. year to do it in, but. But I have to say, I am so damn confused at, at the new way of calculating, you know, it's not segments, it's not EQMs, it's points and, I got to have my adding calculator out. And I don't know, I just started hitting elite tiers because of all, and especially when you factor in all the reduced uh, thresholds, which I'm not complaining about. I got platinum pretty quickly, but I don't know. I have to bring out a spreadsheet to figure out what I'm going to get from a flight. And I'm the points guy. Um, so uh, I do think a little bit more simplicity would go a long way. Uh, and even the plus points, a great, I, I, I love the plus points program and we did a podcast about it. Now that I have them, I mean, I, I was Googling our, 
our posts on, you know, if I want to go to French Polynesia when it opens up, United does do a good job on the website of going to advanced search and different fair clap, but man, it is time and effort. So I'm not putting United down. I, I love the program and, and airline, but I would love to see a little bit more uh, simplicity. Yes, I recommend expert mode myself. I've wasted hours and hours of my life on United expert mode. And I wonder <laughs> if I ever will again. You will. You will. Don't worry, Brian. <laughs> so uh, you really rode this uh, points and miles wave. Um, and it's been, it's been great for the points guy. It's been great for the industry. But you know, do you think we're going to look back someday on this period between about 2012 and 2019 as the golden age of points and miles and it's never going to be the same again? I mean, I think it's a golden age of travel, um, the, the period. I mean, it's kind of crazy now to look at Emirates just got their A380 back in the air. And I was thinking about flying and my friends there were like, oh, well, there's no, they actually not, they're not even serving champagne in first class. Uh, it'll come back over time. But yeah, boy, I started the points guy in 2010. That was, those were some golden years right outside of the, uh, the last recession. I remember Hyatt had promos, uh, stay two nights at a Hyatt place and then get one free anywhere in the world. So I was doing $49 nights in uh, coming Georgia, running around to Hyatt places and then going to the, the, the Park Hyatt Paris. Um, definitely was a, uh, we had a good run, but I actually think, you know, we saw during this current crisis, I mean, American and United have both essentially used their loyalty programs as collateral. The programs aren't going anywhere. There's a lot of points out there. There's a lot of space on planes. So once travel becomes safe again, I think there will be a, a glory, glory days to it. Um, but yeah, we certainly had a really good run. I have no regrets. Wouldn't it be fun to be able to go real mileage running again? No, we should bring it back. I mean, I, I love the throwback. American Airlines, you know, I love their, uh, they brought back on their co-brand cards in 2020. You earn lifetime elite miles like you used to back in the good old days. I told that I told the advantage team. I thought that was great. I'd love to see more, uh, you know, and that makes me think, should I switch? You know, it, it gets me excited to think of the possibilities and the real long-term value of getting lifetime elite status. Should I be spending? I thought that was a really clever promo, but yeah, let come bring back mileage, good old mileage runs. It would be great. Where are we going to go? So, I'd, I'll go anywhere, but just not in coach. <laughs> Um, I am getting a, a Slack message here from one of my colleagues. I am told that Luke is still on the call and he's listening to you. Uh, so it's possible you might hear from him. I don't know. I think my phone's blowing up. I don't know. I see, I see angry emojis. Stop, <laughs> stop talking crap about mileage plus. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we've asked a lot of people this question over, over the last few months. I, I don't know who is necessarily qualified to answer it, but any idea when you, things will get back to, to normal or do you think normal isn't coming back? What we, what we know is going No, back. I mean, normal will come back. It will. I mean, I'm, I'm also an eternal optimist. I also thought I'd be in Mykonos right now. So take that for what it's worth. Um, I think it will. I think we'll become better travelers uh, from this. I mean, yes, we had glory days of Emirates first class and, but the, re the reality is like travel was kind of getting, to be, you know, with the advent of passenger shaming becoming a top aviation account. I, you know, when I traveled uh, that United flight, my first flight out of in, in May, travel was orderly. It wasn't as jam packed. It wasn't as stressed. People were 
you know, I thought it was going to be stressed, but it actually was kind of nice. So hopefully this allows us to reset. And what I really hope for is that we use technology to move forward. Like lines suck, right? Like, but we have the technology to not wait in a TSA line for an hour. We have that biometric technology. It is ready to use. But, you know, instead we wait in a line and, ha you know, we wait in a line to get a, there's still paper boarding passes. Um, there's still so much that, you know, and it's on consumers to adapt a lot of that. So I really hope that post this, we use biometrics to get through security where it can verify versus, you know, waiting for a person to kind of give a, oh, yeah, that's you. You know, that's a stupid process. Um, so I think, I think travel will be better. And I think people will uh, be more mindful, hopefully, uh, going forward. All right, great. We're almost out of time. I want to go out with a very important question. Um, just curious. I'm sure our reader, our viewers are curious as well. What is your top of the wallet credit card right now? Amex Gold. I have to say that I think we're going to do a blog post soon that it's the winner of all of our, uh, our TPG office. You know, it's 4X on dining and groceries, which I've been spending a lot on uh, in the in the quarantine so i think amex gold's done a really good job of good good bonus categories so that's my uh that's my pick all right nobody paid for that airtime i was just very curious i mean everyone um, pays me so no, <laughs> when people say well is that a card that no. kidding and are they i i what one last question um the referral fees i mean they, they are paying less now right absolutely yeah it's there's definitely a, a but softening in the marketplace um, across the board. So we're seeing some signs of, of, a, of a turnaround, but it's, it's, it's a tough time for sure. Great. Well, thank you. It's always fun to talk to the points guy himself. And uh, I appreciate it, Brian. It's always fun. Thanks. Stay safe, everyone.